Welcome back to the Star Tribune Talking Preps podcast. You know, much has been made of late about the NIL, and that stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. It is a vehicle, we'll call it, for collegiate athletes to get something for their name, image, and likeness. And it's also trickled down to the high school level. And Minnesota has entered that brave new territory now, not with a football player, not with a basketball player, not even with a male athlete. Some of the things I think people would kind of expect. The first athlete in Minnesota to sign an NIL is Bayless Flynn, goalkeeper for Edina Girls Soccer. And it's a pleasure to be joined by her today. Hello, Bayless. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I would like to also point out that not only are you the first athlete to sign an NIL in Minnesota, this is you're the first athlete on the Talking Preps podcast. I want to know which is the bigger honor. <laughs> I'd have to say the podcast, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're lying, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> no, but it is, it is a pleasure. And uh, I want, first of all, I wanted to kind of get a sense of how long has this been in the making? Because there were different hoops to jump through. Um, I know the high school league, Minnesota State High School League, the governing body of, of athletes that compete, uh, ha they had to put a policy together and, and put that out there. Um, you know, you had to work things out with Aurora. Um, you had to, and we'll get to that in a second. For those that don't know, uh, Bayless is on the uh, roster for the women's soccer team in Minnesota, the Aurora, and playing in their first season. What were the hoops to jump through? How long did you think this was happening? And how long did you have to wait to make sure you can actually talk about it? Because yes, we've cleared it all and we're ready to go. Right. It all happened so fast, it seems to me. <laughs> Um, the first I heard about the policy for the Minnesota State High School League was maybe three weeks ago, and then they passed it maybe two and a half weeks ago, and then Truestone reached out fairly quickly after that. They had initially seen me at the Aurora kit reveal at the Mall of America, and they thought I would be a good partner for them. So we had lawyers look at the State High School League um, policy that they writ, wrote up. Um, we actually had my high school coach's husband do that, which is very funny, very awesome that he could. Um, so it seemed fairly simple. And then a, we had maybe a, a couple days, maybe five days until I signed the agreement with True Stone. And that was very fast. Yeah. And now we're here. Sure. Yeah. And, and, point out you play for the Aurora and you um something else you said there that sorry um well you play for the Aurora and Truestone Financial is, is the organization right what do you know I did ask these questions a lot so I'll, I'll you know you can answer it however you're able to how would, how would you characterize what this deal is worth from a financial perspective well, we haven't really talked about any numbers and just we're at the beginning stages of our contract. So I think there'll be multiple stages of it. What I know that I'll be doing is promoting the Aurora credit and debit card and also being a voice for financial literacy for people my age who are making their first large financial decisions regarding buying their first car, getting their first bank account and getting their first credit card as well. So yeah, this is not just 
a face to put on a billboard or, or something else, there's a, a component where you get to, as you said, advocate, help people, adv advocate for people to put themselves in a position to have, uh, make some good financial decisions at a young age, which that's all I've ever heard growing up is the earlier you can get started on investments and savings and everything else, the better long-term. It sounds like you get to play a role in getting that message out. Right, absolutely. And we're not really taught any of that in school. So I think it's definitely important to have a voice that you can look to, to understand and learn these things. You mentioned the, the kit reveals where they saw you. So you've, you've worn a lot of hats now. You're, you're going to be spokesperson. You've got a modeling gig with the kit reveal. <laughs> you, you committed to uh, Montana and, and a people, athletes from all across walks of sports talk about this, the recruiting process is stressful and, oh, I'm so relieved to make my decision. All these good things that you've been able to do, which, which has been the most taxing? I would definitely say the recruiting process because okay. it just starts so young. It's years and years of emailing 50 plus schools before every away tournament and then having 100 plus scouts on your sidelines at these games. It's, it's scary. It's nerve wracking and you have to perform during those or you're not going to get the results you want. And then comes June 15th after your sophomore year when you can officially communicate on like phone calls and about recruiting to those colleges. So that day you could have 20 phone calls and then those just continue to continue those relationships via text and email. And then that could take roughly a year, which it, it took less than a year for me, but it could take about a year. So it's definitely the most relieving feeling when you finally commit at the end. Is there something about, maybe if this is too far, you tell me, but is there something about your playing style that, that translates well and that helping you navigate everything that's been thrown at you? Because you're not afraid to come out of the box. You're not afraid to put a, uh, an opposing player on the turf on our rear end. Uh, you see something, you don't hesitate. Uh, as one coach said, you, you don't play the hokey pokey back there. You just go to the ball and whoever gets in your way, that's their problem. Uh, is some of that aggressiveness and single-mindedness, has that been helpful to navigate all these uh, big life challenges and, and opportunities that you've been having? Yeah, definitely. Take things head on, be aggressive but also it's about being organized. Like you have to organize your players on a field where you want them. I have to manage my schedule and make sure there's no conflicts, make sure I'm getting everything done on time. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Cause yeah, we're talking, you still have a senior year to go. Uh, there's, right. there's still, still a lot, lots, a lot ahead. Yeah. What's um, when you, uh, who have you been in contact with? I, I know I've been reached out. People have reached out to me from a local podcast called 10,000 Takes and also a radio station from Rapid City, Iowa, South Dakota, excuse me, Rapid City, South Dakota. Where have you, um, where have you been able to get your message out? Where have you been able to, to contact people and, and illuminate them as to everything that's going on with you? Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of articles that I didn't even know were going to be written. And I know I've, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I think there was one on Yahoo. I think I was mentioned in Sports Illustrated. I believe that's true. Um, and then next week, BSN Sports will be writing an article. Um, I did a podcast yesterday um, called Wild Wild West of like NIL. Okay. Um, I did an interview with the Missoulian, the Montana newspaper and 
with he covers um, the Grizzly soccer team. So he's been writing with me a few times. Um, then the press conference, the day I signed, there was a lot of TV interviews, a lot yeah. of calls. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Are there questions you hear over and over again? Like, what do people want to know? What, what are they curious about? What, what kind of things do you find yourself having to, to answer to explain everything to folks that, that are just starting to navigate the new world of the NIL? Just like what advice do you have for kids and why do you think this is a good proposition rather than a negative one? And to that, I would say it forces kids to want to work hard in their sport because they will be rewarded because of that. When you're putting so many hours a day into playing soccer, playing hockey, playing football, playing basketball, you don't always have time for a job. So this the sport becomes your job because now you can actually get paid for it. And this especially helps college athletes with the NIL because they're making probably a lot more money than high school athletes at this point. And I have Sarah Fuller to look up to because she's on my Minnesota Aurora team. So she runs, or she's a part of no cap sports, which is also a program that helps athletes deal with NIL. And so I can always ask her questions and I think she has a manager as well. So I can look up to her, see what she's doing, and she can also really help me. Because your story is getting out there wider, as we've we've kind of laid out here for the different places where people are talking about this, what are you getting as far as feedback from those young players, whether they're young females in soccer, whether they're young males in basketball or football? Uh, is there you've been getting some kind of feedback and, and is I'm wondering if the word inspiration has come up uh, with any of these, uh, with any of these younger athletes. Not so much from younger athletes. I would say mainly just like my friends who know me, but not so much on the outside circle of that. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of goalkeeper training for young girls in the community and also at Minnesota Thunder Academy. So I hope I could be an inspiration for them. And I think their parents try to tell them what's going on with like Aurora and high school sports. Does anything about being what we all are, as best we can tell you, the first Minnesota high school athlete to be in this position. Is there anything about that that surprises you? Not for you personally, because you're certainly a deserving young lady, but the fact that like I said from the top, it's, it's girls soccer. It's not one of the, the footballs and the basketballs of the world. The ones that have the, the bigger money behind them and things. Is any of this surprising at all to you? Yeah, definitely is surprising that it is a girl in soccer. But if it wasn't in the US, I think it would definitely be more plausible because soccer oh. is the world's most popular sport. It's Good just it's not in the US. So I think if we're in England, I it would be a lot more possible as well. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, having it be soccer, I think, it is a growing sport in the U.S. and in Minnesota. And for girls, I see 120 people trying out at Edina High School in the fall. And that's just crazy to me that soccer's popularity is just huge. Yeah. Yeah. As a father of a daughter who plays soccer and has sat through a number of tournaments, yeah, I can attest to the popularity of the sport. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about it in the circles of 2022. Because as it's been very 
appropriately discussed all, all across the sporting channels. This is 50 years since Title IX. And in, now with, with Minnesota having a young woman leading the NIL discussion and, the, and that whole foray into that world, 50 years after, you know, you, you were, we'd have been lucky to play soccer at all or something, you know, or, or be able to even do it at recess. Is there something satisfying about just this next little part of the overall evolution of, of girls and women's sports? Absolutely. It is so rewarding to see this Title IX pay off and to see the progression over the past 50 years, see so many remarkable women playing sports, being role models for little girls. I am so happy to be a woman in sport at this point. Yeah. And let's let's switch gears to the Aurora because it's worth noting. And we're recording this podcast on Thursday, the 23rd. Uh, Aurora has home matches on Friday, the 24th. Uh, at seven in the evening, and then on Sunday, uh, you have a, a match at noon. Both of these at TCO Stadium uh, in Egan, the, the Vikings practice facility stadium. Uh, have you looking at the statistics on the website? I haven't seen whether or not you've it doesn't have any statistics about whether you've, you've made an appearance in a match yet. Is that happened? Have they been behind on updating the stats, or have you are you still uh, trying to get in for your first match? I'm just coming back from a stress fracture in my foot, so I've not been able to play, and I'm just getting back to practicing the full length. Okay. Is it going to – the season, the regular season ends July 9th, which isn't that far away. Is the timetable going to work to allow you to come back and, and get a little action in a match, or is this just not realistic given the timetable of recovery? I'm not sure at this point, but – I'm hoping to see the team go all the way in playoffs and win a championship. Has your stress factor fracture rather has that kept you out of any kind of training too, or have you been able yeah, to? Yeah, a, okay. a lot of training. Uh, I'd say about four or five weeks of training, I had to take off. Mm. What about being around the team? I'm wondering if if what the vibe is like, and if you if you have just inherited 24 older sisters or, or what that's like. I'd say that's definitely true, but not all <laughs> of them act like they're older sisters. That's for sure. Some, they're just so funny. The vibrance of the team is just so rewarding. And I love that there's an age gap, but it doesn't seem like there is. I mean, some definitely embrace every part of it. And I'm so grateful that I'm on this team because I've made so many great connections with people all over the country. I mean, we have Utah and California, so I hope maybe I go visit those states and I get to meet up with my team in the future. You know, hazing, of course, is a dirty word, so we're not going to go there. But have there been any kind of welcome to the higher level moments uh, as far as you know, something you've seen and observed, uh, something that, that they give you a little you know, good-natured grief about uh, a nickname maybe they've bestowed on you. Is there anything like that? There really isn't. And I feel like it's because it's the first year of Aurora. I think sure. everybody was a little nervous coming in. The uh, lots of probably that's good. So you, you've been spared then, I guess, for, for okay. some of that. But have you been able to observe, you know, we talked about the reception you're getting for, for what you've done with the NIL. What about the uh, reception of the Aurora? What have you observed about, about the uh, mark that the franchise is making uh, locally here in this first season? Yeah, seeing 5,000 fans in those stands every single game is just incredible. 
I love the community support, the community owners, and I love driving on the highways and then seeing a, an Aurora bumper sticker and being so excited and to see that pass me. It's, it's just incredible to see the impact the team has made and hopefully one day Aurora can become an NWSL team. I think that's the goal. Sure. Have you ever actually, speaking of Aurora, have you actually seen the Northern Lights before Aurora Borealis? Have I have not, seen but I really want to. I haven't either. And I keep like, how do I do that? Is there a place I have to drive or whatever? Because it would be pretty spectacular to see that. Right? Uh, the um, Tell me a little bit, you know, it, we, we talk a lot about that when you in, in the world of news, uh, you don't read the comments <laughs> on the website. But I, I did read the comments uh, when when the news came out in the Star Tribune about, about you signing the NIL and everything else. And one question, the, the, it was actually fairly intelligent discussion, and it was fairly positive, but one question was asked on there, and I'm curious to ask it to you, and which is, how, what kind of feedback or what kind of reception are you getting from your Aurora teammates? What do you expect from your Edina teammates when you begin playing soccer in the fall? Because when you, you know, when you put money in the equation and, and all that, it can complicate relationships in, in our personal lives, let alone our teams. How has that been going? I'm so lucky to have the best teammates around on both teams. The day that they heard that I was signing with True Stone, they all congratulated me, they clapped. It was just a lot of high fives and hugs. And I got a lot of comments on my posts from my Dyna teammates congratulating me, saying they were so happy for me. So I'm really thankful that no relationships have been bothered by this. Do you think the high school opponents are gonna chirp you a little bit for this? Yeah, I really think they will. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a comeback ready? I don't. I should work on one. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 job number one. But no, this is um, well, and one of the things too. I mean, I guess my my feeling was always my, one of the things I was asked this when I was a guest of on the radio station, and I think it was in South Dakota. But my comment was, you know. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times in soccer and other sports, they release a short list of um, the Miss or Mr. Award winners. And so, or they put out the All-State Banquet is before the state tournament. So you kind of know who's who. And to me, if if these players can handle that sort of uh, exposure and, and attention, and it doesn't destroy the team camaraderie, I mean, it's like, I feel like it can high school kids can kind of take this stuff in stride. Do you, do you feel that way too? I would definitely agree with that because I think we've all seen growing up on social media how those um, NBA and pro football, pro soccer players take their achievements in stride as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it can be something. And I think too, you know, take the NIL out of the equation. You're you, you get it, you're committed to Montana and you'll sign with them here soon. But the fact that you're a division one player brings people to see Dinah, which could in turn work well for a, a, one of your teammates. Is that kind of the idea that what you're doing can have a broader benefit? Yeah, definitely. And I've got so many talented teammates that I really hope it does work out for them like that. Good. Well, Bayless, I appreciate very much 
uh, coming on the podcast. I wish you all the best here. Get, get healthy, first of all. Get that taken care of. And then you're looking forward to watching you do what you do uh, when soccer rolls around this fall. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thank you.